Welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicles set in and around Phoenix, Arizona. We will be settling the cliffhanger that we left our kindred on last week. And as we begin, Jeff, the beast has taken over. You are... Yes, that does seem to be the situation. You are starved. And you resist it, right? You, you're you not riding the beast of this hunger for No, I mean, I don't know that Jeffy even knows that's an option. He's just yeah. like, no, no he's, not he's again. Not close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very much so. Mama, no, no, I don't want to. I want to be a good boy. Ah. <laughs> and so, Jeffy, with with that last that last clinging to control, you just can't any longer. You're, you're out of Vitae. You need now. And the beast consumes your conscious mind good times things extend eloise you are toe-to-toe with one of the bikers uh not going super well for you you've you've been kind of slammed around a little bit uh you tried to hit him not so great and now as you notice you see jeffy launching himself and you can't tell at first he's coming to help you until you see the feral look in his eyes his fangs extended and eloise he's not looking at the biker he's looking right at you and you see only the beast in his eyes um shoes um can does eloise have time as she's kind of wrangling with one of the enemy vampires to like quickly grab him and like put him in between in between Eloise and Jeffy. You could certainly you could certainly try to grapple him and kind of direct him towards <laughs> the other guy. Yeah, I like that. Um so roll for me your strength and your brawl. Okay. What did you say? Uh s- strength and brawl. And uh and do you brawl. have a specialty in grapple? I do not. Okay, so just your strength yeah, and your brawl. Nice uh, you can rouse if you'd like, and... I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, two, two of you frenzying might go really bad. <laughs> it doesn't cancel each other out? <laughs> well, it might if you bite each other, you know? Okay, dice. <laughs> then it's whoever can drain the other faster. <laughs> All right, dice. Let's cooperate more than last week. Three. All right, so three. I would say meets beats on that. Uh, the difficulty for that was was three. Uh, so you are able to kind of grab Chi by the shoulders, redirect him to the other guy, and make a little roll here. And I feel like she trips in doing this. Like she grabs him, pulls him right as Jeffy comes in and makes contact and then she like trips and falls backwards <laughs> okay yeah and her like dress goes up so jeffy yep. being redirected the beast in control okay you don't care you don't care where your meal comes from no it was gonna be it was gonna be eloise but she's redirected you there's somebody else right in front of you right within reach of your fangs yeah and this is all so confusing and that the poor sap doesn't even see it coming and your teeth are in his neck 
and you are draining. So you're going to recover one hunger per turn of combat, but this is essentially all you're going to be doing for the next uh, severns. And this is a kindred so, individual? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Jeffy would attempt to stop himself from performing the Forbidden Suck if it beca- if it comes down to that. All right. So we'll say since the beast is in control at the very last moment, I'll allow you a willpower roll. Uh, because the beast doesn't care. The beast wants the Forbidden Suck. <laughs> All right. Very good. So... Eloise, you successfully redirected the frenzying Jeffy onto your adversary. Uh, let's go check in with Shep. Shep, you were going toe-to-toe with the uh, lead, the head biker, the leader of the gang, apparently. So yep. Um, question mechanics-wise, as far as rousing to heal, you can do that as part of your turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it, can you only do one rouse check, or can you do multiple at a time? Um, I mean, I you can only once per round, but I think you can you can push it as many rouse checks as you want. That's just going to potentially push your hunger much higher. So it's it's the round. You can only do the only rule of limiting that is you can only do one power per turn. So you can't activate multiple discipline powers, but you can rouse to add to the dice pool. You can rouse to mend, uh, and you can activate a discipline power all as part of your turn. Okay, but the mending I can only do one mend rouse yes per turn you can't you can't say on my turn i make three men checks you can only mend once per round but you can do that as part of your other action all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and uh that gets me one hungrier but i heal one superficial Mm -hmm. so i'm at three now um and i'm gonna do another rouse to boost my attack and I don't get hungry on that one. Uh, and I'm going to go for another slash. So, oh, where am I? This is Brawl and Strength. Yes. With my bonus to fair weapons and plus two for the rouse check. So that's going to be two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Six. Uh, he got seven with a crit, crit, but not great. He's got seven with a crit. Two, three, four, five. I can't spend any more willpower, so that's five crit. All right, so he's got seven crit. Um, so with his weapon, you're going to end up taking, after having it, you're going to take another two superficial wounds. As he is just pummeling you. He is in a rage now. Uh, and he is pummeling you with his, uh, bat. No. Uh, Melinda, you've come out. You've got your things. You were kind of waiting to see how you might be useful in this situation. Uh, you see Jeffy, uh, overtaken by his beast, uh, frenzying in a rage towards Eloise. You see her redirect him towards the other guy. They seem to be, uh, handled for now. Um, and then you see Shep going toe-to-toe, uh, kind of getting pummeled a little bit. Shep, Shep, you're looking pretty beat up at this point, right? I got two empty boxes right now out of mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so... Eight. 
Yeah, so, so quite th- a bit of superficial uh, wounds on Shep. So I think last time I said I was gonna go help Eloise, but I don't know if um, now that she's dealing with Jeffy, I'm you see like, her. You do see her fall down after redirecting Jeffy. So, so if that's your intention, you might you might still go check on her. Um. Actually, okay, no. So yeah, I see Eloise fall down, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna run towards her, and I'm uh, and then I'm just gonna be like, Eloise, come on, stand stand up. We we need to fight. Look at look at poor Shep over there. What are you doing? Why are you laying down? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I I'm getting up. Just got knocked over. And she stands up and straightens out her dress. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, very well. Who else? Who else is here? And then I'm going to uh, point at Shep, and I'm going to try to run. And he's fighting one of the other, one of the bad guys, right? Like, he has one? Yes. Yes, yes. He's fighting um, a particularly tough-looking one. And is that one has any open bruises that I notice? Oh, he's fucked up, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I'm going to run, and as I'm running, I want to take one of the blood vials that I grabbed from my studio, mm-hmm. um, and I want to, like, like uh, throw it at, at the bad guy. All right, so which which vial is this? What is this that you have? So this, this is for the um, one of the ritual thingies. Uh, no, not rituals. Um, it was for a dag- Dagon's call? Dagon's hey, call? The victim needed to be exposed to my blood first, and then uh, I, can, I see. And then I have the dagger, and then I would just. So you do have to wait to perform the ritual. So you basically you do this to him now, and then later you can perform the ritual against him, because you have oh, to wait uh, after an hour, but before a week has passed. So you ah. expose him to your blood to set him up for the ritual. Yeah, oh, well, that's late. Are, rituals are not for combat. Oh. Oh, but Shep needs my help. Okay, well. You've got a poison dagger. I do, 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 do. Okay, then I'll... I'll, <laughs> I'll use the poisonous dagger. Like, right. um, so I'm that is, uh... That's your scorpion's touch power. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So for that one, that is going to cost a rouse check. Yeah. What's what's your current hunger? It's at two. Okay, yeah. So make the rouse check. And then it's going to be your dexterity plus your melee. I don't get hungrier, by the way. Very good. Can I rouse again just to add more dice? You can rouse for this, yeah. Okay. Um, I get hungrier. Lol. <laughs> you know, it's necessary. Three? Okay, so three is going to be meets beats. So you're not going to do a tremendous amount of damage to him with the knife itself. But now the poison hits. And... I need you to roll your strength plus blood sorcery versus his stamina plus occult. I got four. You got four successes. 
Okay, he only got three successes. Ooh. So if oh the user God. wins, the poison does the margin in non-halved superficial damage to vampires. So he takes one point of non-halved superficial damage from the poison. Uh, and he looks stinged. He looks back in surprise at you, uh, Melinda, as you stab into his side with the knife. I smile. But, but it's kind of like a scared smile. It's kind of like... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we are back at Eloise. Eloise, Jeffy is drinking from your foe. Uh, he looks pretty occupied at this point, so I think it's, it's safe to uh, leave him to this. What would you like to do? So it's just the two guys. Deacon has the third one, right? Uh, yes, correct. Deacon has the third one, and Shep and Melinda are have um, the other one under control, right? Yeah, and I mean it's it's two on one at this point. And correct me if I'm wrong, there was a fourth one he's there, been taking. Yes, there. Were, oh, yes, the, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, there's there's there was a fourth one that was taken out by Deacon. There is a third one, uh, who is I guess now probably moving to you Eloise now, now oh okay we, so there there's another uh, one bring it up yeah there were two that were watching the fight between the the leader and Shep um, okay but now that chaos is kind of broken out he'd be moving over to you and and Jeffy okay so Eloise kind of squares up on this guy and I think she's just gonna try and use brute force to like I don't know I think she wants to, like, just give him a real good punch in the face. <laughs> okay. Um, he has a gun. Uh, <laughs> oh, so he's going to no. try and shoot you. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so casual. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So roll your, roll your, roll your strength versus uh, strength brawl versus his uh, firearms roll. And we'll see if he shoots you or you punch him. Okay, well, this poor guy only got two successes, so... Well, I've got a really interesting roll here. Um, I've got okay. a crit. So, five total, but then the other two blood die are beasts. <laughs> That's still a success. Is, uh, is the, is, are either of the crits on a blood dice? No. Okay, so just a regular crit, five successes versus his two successes. So that's three in the margin for you. Uh, and you punch him in the face. Uh, he tries to shoot you, but as you're punching him, his, his, the gun like goes off. It just sh kind of shoots up into the air. Uh, and you deck him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good opening salvo. Shep, Melinda has, has appeared behind, uh, behind your adversary. Uh, stabbed aside, and he looked pretty stinged by that. Uh, um, what is your intention? Uh, I'm going to use that moment of distraction to lunge at him. All right. And, uh, rouse again. And that's a success. So, same dice pool. I lost a die. 
Uh, that is another crit. So this one's four, five, six, seven, eight successes on that one. All right, eight successes versus his five successes. So that is a win for you. And with your plus two for feral weapons, he is going to take more non-halved superficial damage. And he's can he's looking pretty hurt. He's looking pretty pissed off. And we're gonna see what he does. Uh Melinda. You just see Shep go in for a, a pretty nice your distraction worked, set him up, went in for a pretty nice slash. I no, okay. First I'm going to yell at Shep. Um Shep, what should I do? Should I punch him? And then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm scream in the most um uh, Melinda wave. Ah! And I'm gonna try to punch him in the face. That's what I'm gonna okay. do. Alright, so roll your strength plus brawl. <laughs> I'm gonna rouse the blood just in case. Um, okay. Two successes? Okay, two successes is, is not going to be enough. Uh, but fortunately for you, Melinda, he's not taking a swing at you because he's going to activate one of his discipline powers. And you see, surrounded by two of you, his his gang kind of beaten a bit, uh, one of them being drained by Jeffy. He's going to activate his celerity power blink. And he is going to blink right out away from you guys back to where his his bike is and before you know it melinda you take that swing it's it's as he's bl- that's what kind of the miss for you uh and he is back on his bike and at this point you see the sheriff emerging from the bushes and you also hear sounds of more there's more more motorcycles in particular coming down the road and as they come into view and whip into the parking lot, you see the familiar bikes regalia of the Hellraisers. So uh, what is everyone's intention at this point? How far away did this guy blink? Are they friends? Uh, he's, I mean, he's pretty decently across the parking lot, like where they had left their bikes before the, the standoff and confrontation. So closer to the the hell riders than to us yes i'm just gonna point at him and yell light him up unfortunately the hell raisers uh they take some shots at the bike as it's in passing uh but he pulls some slick maneuvers and gets past them and is gone down the highway uh towards phoenix towards the city and i before he leaves um I don't have a chance to throw my vial of blood at him. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, no, I'm sorry. He he did use blink, so that wouldn't. Oh, okay, uh, okay. That wouldn't have given you time, and you missed the you missed the punch. Um, okay. Okay. So maybe sh- maybe should have done that earlier to mark him <laughs> for. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but either either way, uh, he's gone. There's only the one that uh uh. Eloise decked in the face 
uh, who's looking confused, looking around, uh, pretty lost. Eloise didn't want- expect things to go quite this way. Yeah, Eloise wants to grab him by the throat or like grapple him, probably like by the throat with one hand and grab his arm with the gun with the other hand and just say, who sent you? Right, because we don't know who they are. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't know who they are. Um, you do that. You grab him by the throat, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like wrench the gun from his hand, and he looks into your eyes defiantly, and with his own fangs, bites his own tongue off. Ah! <laughs> That's gnarly. Um. What, what would Eloise say? Because she doesn't swear. She would say something along the lines of, like, You mother fudger! <laughs> and, like, basically, th- like, throw him on the ground, I guess? And, like, step on him so he can't escape. Like, she wants to hold him prisoner then. <laughs> All right. Um, so make a grapple as you see uh, Deacon coming in with a wooden stake in hand. So hold him down, and the idea is that Deacon is going to stake him. Okay. So make a strength and brawl. Come on. Difficulty three. Because he is going to resist this a little Woo! bit. That's a five. Okay, five successes. So you hold him down, hold him in place, set up the perfect shot. And Deacon comes in with a wooden stake, and instantly he is paralyzed. Well, good job, bellhops. Yeah, uh, not not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, <laughs> have some practice and training to do, but, you know, we, <clears throat> we got the job done. Uh, thank you for yes. the assistance, Deacon. To be expected for a group of neonates, didn't lose none of you to the torpor, so that's good. Is Jeffy in the corner just like... Yeah, yeah. so Jeffy is here for everything at this point. Um, so let's make that willpower roll to see if you can gain control of your beast before you make the forbidden suck and this becomes a trial uh, for Jeffy. Un- unspent. The Camarilla. <laughs> unspent, correctly. Uh, yes, yes. Unspent. Uh, plus two for your humanity. Oh, that's nice. I, I could use those. <laughs> Oh, that's three successes. Uh, three successes is enough. Aye. So you are able to to you are you are at hunger one. You you stopped yourself just short of the cool. forbidden suck. Um, and Melinda, you have a question. I do. Um, if is there any blood on the on the floor from any of the enemies? Um, probably not usable. Oh, okay. And from the one that just got, um... So any, any, any body that you have, um, you can collect blood from. But any, like, spilled blood on, like, the, the pavement probably would not be useful or collectible by you. Because we don't know who these kindred were, right? And if, would I be able to gain some information if I use my taste of blood for blood? Um, potentially you get some information from that. Okay. Um, Shepard's gonna walk up and just say, "We should take this inside before somebody sees something they shouldn't." And as you're saying that, you see the Hellraisers pulling in closer, 
and you know they're just mortals. They do not know about the nature of your existence. Uh, Deacon nods and uh, begins pulling the bodies into the bushes. You know the Hellraisers probably aren't going to ask too many questions about that as long as they don't see exactly what's going on. Yes, yes. Uh, Melinda, Jeffy, uh, help out with the, the cleanup, please. Oh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get the mop. Uh, Melinda, you want to get the bucket? Um, oh, boy, I need to change my shirt. Uh, 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 tell, tell them boys to hang out in the bar. Uh, they know where everything is. And then Jeffy will, like, go off to the storage closet or whatever, just, you know, absolutely drenched in Vitae. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melinda's probably going to go with you, you know, to get the bucket. Because she's probably still in shock. She just threw a punch. Um, so, like... She said, oh, Jeffy, did you see that? Punch someone. <gasps> uh, Jeffy turns to you and he still has like buckshot all in his face and like his clothes are in tatters from all the shotgun blasts he took. He's like, yeah, that, I know that was real scary, wasn't it? Um, but I think uh, for right now, we better do uh, what what Miss Eloise says, because otherwise I think I, I, I don't know if I can shit myself, but I think I might shit myself. Oh, okay. Yes, let's let's do it. Um, and then I'll probably if I find a towel, I'll probably throw it at Jeffy just so he can maybe like use it on his face or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I would like to mend mend some damage as this is happening now that I'm. Yeah, yeah, uh, you you absolutely yeah. can. Uh, how much would you like to mend? I'm gonna do it bit by bit and see because I don't want to get too mm-hmm. hungry again. So mm-hmm. one point, I get hungrier to two. I'll try a Oof. second point. I get hungrier back to three, but I'm down to uh, two. Yes. Yeah. Like cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you begin to mend your, your undead flesh begins to knit itself together. The little shotgun pellets, uh, plink your flesh and hit the floor but not all the way but not all the way you still got some in you but you are more presentable now um belinda you didn't you didn't get hurt did you (laughs) no (laughs) so you're i think i'm the best the best looking one right now maybe i have Mm -hmm. some blood on my clothes but yeah that's it (laughs) that's it yeah i mean that's probably true at baseline all right, so back outside, uh, Eloise and Shep, the Hellraisers have pulled up to the front of the motel. Uh, Lucy, their leader, has gotten off of her bike. She's making her way over to where the two of you are standing. Mm-hmm. Um, Shep, how presentable are you right now? How, how hurt are you? Are you uh, masquerade-breakingly look- injured by any chance? I look like I've been beaten by a baseball bat about half a dozen times. Okay, but no aggravated wounds, right? No. no. Okay, so so you're just really fucking beat up, but um, yeah, probably sure. a mouthful of blood on the ground as they're approaching. Mm-hmm. Hey, Eloise, Shep, some fucking trouble tonight. Oh, you Who know, you know the type that come around these parts. We just have to keep our uh. Keep keep these ruffians out of our uh 
out of our establishment. You know how it goes. Uh, appreciate the assistance. Yeah, we're, we're the only ruffians allowed in this That's establishment. That's correct. Right? That's correct. And there's laughter from all the other hell raiders. That's correct. Why don't you go on in and... and oh, sorry. Were you going to say something, Ed? Yeah. She recognized those bikes. Ah, nah, i never seen those guys before. Must be new in town. Drifters, maybe. Three new ones for you, if you want them. Oh, hell yeah. We'll chop them up real good, Shep. Uh, give you a cut of the profits, just like always. And with that, uh, Lucy leads the Hellraisers into the bar where she has been given instructions to make herself at home, and she intends to. Mm -hmm. And Eloise is going to turn to Shep and put a, a hand on his shoulder. Probably, like, she's going for, like, a maternal thing, but it's she's probably reaching up, right? Shep's pretty big. Um, and just goes, well done, Shep. I, I, I'm glad you're on the team. Thank you. Mm. Um, and then Eloise wants to turn at this point is, is Deacon still cleaning up? He has disappeared into the bushes with the remaining kindred bodies and he has not reemerged. Um, so Eloise is going to look around and say, if, if you do see Deacon, uh, let him know that I'd like to speak with him. Probably let the boss know. Everything's clear. Yes, yes. I'm certainly on that. All right. So with that, Eloise, what would you like to... You're going inside to give the all clear? Um. Yes. Eloise wants to... Probably... Um... Uh, I don't know. Probably go straight to the prince. Because we gave them the heads up that someone, that we had company, right? I think I had told her. I believe so, yeah. Um, All right. And Shep, where are you going from here? I think I'm just going to sit on the front steps for right now. Okay. <laughs> are you mending anymore? Would you like to... Nah, a little bit. I'm at three hunger. I'm not going to risk going oh, there. Okay, yeah. Just sit with your wounds then. Yeah. Quiet moment of reflection. All right. So, Melinda and Jeffy, gotten yourselves cleaned up a little bit inside. Switch my shirt. I wash my hands. Yeah, yeah. You've just got some blood on, like, the one hand, the hand that stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So you wash up. Uh, where do you head from here? Do you go back to meet up with Eloise? Oh, I mean, I, this I... kind of thing doesn't, ha doesn't happen here at your motel every night. It's a, it's a pretty serious occurrence. No, but I, I feel like there is a protocol, and, you know... Jeffy, as employee of the month, you know, eight months running, knows that you got to go 
you got to go get the ammonia because the ammonia is going to wipe out the the blood. Mm, very good. And, You're going to start cleaning up. And good, then you, good. yeah, and then you gotta you gotta rinse off the ammonia before you add the bleach. Otherwise, the mortals might have trouble. But you <laughs> gotta you, you gotta use them both just separately. <laughs> but yeah. does does Jeffy remember those steps though, or does Jeffy yeah. mix the ammonia? And no, the no. Bleach to when save it time. <laughs> when it comes to his like housekeeping duties at the Bella Muerte, Jeffy takes them very seriously, and he's uh, he. He probably okay. has a little laminated checklist that he's like marking off with a dry erase mm-hmm. as he's doing all of yeah. the cleanup, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be fair, all the blood's outside, so the mixing wouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Either way, that's what that's what Jeffy like puts his mind to in this moment. It's just like gotta get gotta get it all cleaned up. Uh where you go, Miss Melinda? So- we still have stains here. Okay. So Jeffy, I would I would probably assume that for clothing, you probably don't keep your own clothing here, but there's probably some kind of like maintenance or janitors like overalls, like jumpsuit kind of thing. So is is that Jeffy's look right now? That's exactly like what a, I was a, thinking. Maybe with like a you know wife beater. It's like you know the top is off and tied around his waist with a wife beater, mm-hmm. and then like the rest mm-hmm. is like that yeah janitor jumpsuit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so Shep, you would see Jeffy, uh, come out and begin cleaning up the blood and the mess as you're sitting. I'll, I'll carry some of the buckets. So Jeffy's not carrying out all, everything by himself. Um. <laughs> all right. So Melinda and Jeffy come out to begin the, uh, they're really, honestly, this is like, you know, perfect, like masquerade pursuing duties. Something happened here. You're cleaning up after it, making sure no mortals see anything weird. Uh, very good. So you begin to clean and you see Shep sitting on the curb. Probably pull a thing that got knocked loose out of my mouth and toss it in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, Je- Jeffy just like sweeps it up with you know the, the same big broom that he's doing everything right down the drain probably oh Shep I have some oils that might be good for your skin after this comeback you know they're they're good for hydrating and um, um you know all the good things I can bring them out for you I'm going to need a little more than oils for the next few nights. Well, that's all I can give you. But maybe I can try to find the other stuff you need. Yes. Oh, I, I could I could probably use some, some of them oils, Miss Melinda. I got all sorts of perforations in me. Oh, no, my Jeffy. Okay, well, you, you keep cleaning. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get the oils. And then Melinda's just gonna drop the broom or whatever she was holding. And then just run inside to go get the oils. Oh, I meant later, but uh Yep, alright, Miss Melinda. Don't don't you worry. I I got this oh. right here. I'm I'm all over it. She's gone. <laughs> alright. Eloise. You've gone inside to inform the prince that all is clear. Yes. You head upstairs to the room. To room 435. Room 435. <laughs> um, and on your way, uh, passing through the courtyard, you notice the curtain to Foxglove's room sway slightly. 
and you notice Molly peeking through the curtains, trying to hide, trying not to look like she's peeking, but she's watching very curiously, maybe a little scared. Mm-hmm. And Eloise is going to walk over um, to her and crouch down and say. So she's she's oh. in the room. She's like peeking out of the, the motel oh. room into the courtyard at you. Okay. Like through the window. Okay. So Eloise wants to look at her and and kind of give her some kind of gesture to be like, it's okay. It's okay. And maybe like put her hand against the, the window and mouth yeah, so the words, it's okay. As you do that, the window parts, the curtains part open slightly uh, wider and she puts her hand on the window against yours. And she does in that moment truly look comforted. Okay, good. Um, Eloise is going to turn around and continue shuffling to the, I almost said the prince's office, the prince's room. <laughs> principal's office. <laughs> the principal's office. <laughs> I've at the door, uh, knocking, you, uh, you are again greeted by the prince's chauffeur slash bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just silently gives you kind of a knowing look, uh, questioning, you know, all clear? Mm-hmm. Yes, all clear. And and please do tell the prince that I I, uh, I have a parting gift for her. She'll please uh, stop by my desk on her way out. He looks you deeply in the eyes and gives a slow nod. And slowly closes the door. Okay. Eloise is going to take a deep breath and again kind of straighten out her clothes and shuffle back to the desk um, to make sure everything else is going smoothly now. Right. So you return to your desk. You see on the cameras, uh, the parking lot cameras, uh, you see Jeffy cleaning up the mess outside. Um, having a little bit of a conversation with Shep and returning back outside. Melinda, you get the oils, the essential oils for Jeffy. Yeah, and sorry. I do want to say that Melinda is doing all of this because she's very aware of the fact that she had no clue what to do in the fight. And while everyone was like struggling and trying to survive, she was just a mess so she's very comfortable with the oils and like she believes that she's helping by like helping the others that way before melinda gets back mm-hmm. um i'm just gonna say to jeffy took a hell of a shot there kid oh I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I I don't use these things so much. I uh, I think I got a lucky one or two though, <laughs> right? You took a hell of a shot. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm here for. Just to like, you know, that's what we're all here for. Take it, take it for the team, right? <laughs> you 
and find out who that was. Mm. Any idea what they came here for? Well, I'm, I, I, I suppose there's uh, some pretty uh, glaring candidates for uh, potential reasons. Anybody, anybody tell you about the, the kerfuffle? Something about a kid. Oh, so, oh, Miss Melinda told you. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, pretty, pretty sure probably, probably just this, this mortal child that we have for some reason, you know, team, team's gotta, team's gotta work together, but. Well, <laughs> I'm beat up pretty good here, and not totally sure why. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get to the bottom of it. Don't you worry, there, there, Mister Shep. We're gonna, we're gonna get right down to, to what, what, what does they say? Um, brass nickels. Yeah. All right. Good talk. You know me, always, always ready for a good talk, Mister Shep. I, I, I gotta, I gotta work on this. Oh, okay, bye. All right, and with that, Melinda, you return now with your essential oils for Jeffy. Yeah, I... Hello, okay, so I brought some lavender, some tea tree. Um, You should put this on your wounds, okay? Come on, come on. And then I'm, like, putting it on my hands and, like, rubbing it, and I don't wait for, like, Jeffy to say yes. And then I'm just like, which... Where do you have a wound, like, on your shoulder, arm? Oh, just like every part of me, I think, head to toe. <laughs> just shotgun shotgun blasts from here to about here. <laughs> um, so probably I'll just like try to with the arms and then I'll move to Shep and like put a couple of oil there. I also maybe brought uh even though I know it's not going to work, but like some gauze gauzes, gauze. And then just like yeah. That's to, perfect. To cover the area. For appearances sake, that's a great idea. Exactly, yeah. Right, oh, I'm feeling, feeling so much better already there, Miss Melinda. I knew it. I knew it. Right as rain. Um, would you need to figure out who the heck were those, um, kindred? Can I smell them? Uh, you can make your heightened senses, so that's going to be wits plus awareness plus aspects. Two, three, four. Four successes. Uh, so you got you got a pretty good whiff of the the, the leader that got away. Um, he's he's too far away at this point to like track him from like point A to point B. Uh, but certainly, if you were if you were in the vicinity of him again, it would be a familiar scent to you. Hmm. I'll know him if I get near him again. Do we know? Why would they come here? Like, why would they... Like, what have we done? Again, I would like to point to the glaring inconsistency in our nights as of late. 
is something to do with our guest. With a prince? The prince? No. I never saw the the ghoul, right? No, you didn't. But I heard the car pull up. Yes. Actually, were you rewatching the cameras? Where were you at that point? Because I know for a while you were like watching the security, right? No, Eloise was watching the security. Oh, that's okay. That's right. She was the one that called. I was in the bar listening. That's right. You were just listening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so no, you didn't. You didn't see the ghoul arrive at the briefcase. Um, well, someone showed up. Eloise took him in. And then the bikes rolled in. Well then, I guess we should have a group meeting to discuss and maybe figure it out now? Might be above our pay grade. And don't forget, we, we still have a, a bit of a, a VIP situation on our hands that we need to make sure everything finishes up a little bit more, a little bit more smoothly than it's been going so far. Uh, we do, we do have a job to do here after all, people. Oh, now that you say VIP, um, the sheriff may have, um, found out about Molly, just FYI. Oh! So she's oh, got a name. Great. That that solves all our props. So they're gonna take it off our hands, right? No. What? <laughs> and hold up. How do you know about Molly? And I turn to Shep. Seems like you just told me. Melinda is just going to shake her head and be like, I'm already spilling all the secrets, like, it doesn't matter. Um. I think, um, he's going to speak with Eloise first. Um. But for now, Molly is still under our protection. You're babysitting a mortal child in this place. Again, because Eloise told me to do it. She did mm. say we were supposed to keep her keep her quiet. Well, what'd she say? No splishing, no splashing, no noise making. That's what she said. I'm going to stand up and walk inside. Head towards Eloise's office. Uh, yeah. Oh hell there, so Elo- <laughs> Eloise! You're sitting at the front desk, right? You're you're not even yeah. in your office. You're you're right there at the front desk, at your normal station. Is that right? Eloise is at the front desk, and what she wants to have been doing mm-hmm. is looking at the cameras, at the surveillance, um, to see if there's any indication of. Um, Deacon moving about. Uh, very interesting. Um, you watch the cameras, but there's not. Okay. Any any indication of Deacon? 
So she's just kind of nervously there. And then, you know, in the cameras also monitoring where everyone else is to make sure there's no more um, conflicts. Yeah, you would see uh, you would see the others in the parking lot cleaning up the blood. Um, You would see uh, the Hellraisers in the bar. Um, helping themselves to the beverages. Uh, and as you were watching your cameras, Eloise, Shep comes in, heading straight for you, followed by both Jeffy and Melinda. Is that right? Yep. All right. So the whole crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, team, uh, who's watching the bar? A kid here. Keep your voice down, Shep. The hell. Do you ever... Do you guys ever think about the fact that I may withhold information as a way to protect you? The less you know... The more safe you are. I've got this under control. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry to speak up out of turn, Miss Eloise, but I'm all full of holes. I don't feel that safe tonight at all. I don't think in this situation withholding information is the right move, Eloise. It's for your own protection. And the the higher we move uh, in standing with the prince, the more responsibility that we're going to to have. And sometimes that means more danger. And you know, we'll we'll practice and we'll get better at fighting off our enemies. Um, but we have to make sure that we're taking orders and protecting the interest of the tower and sometimes that means getting holes but you know jeffy we're vampires and our holes heal oh i I don't think you're supposed to say the v word there miss eloise oh uh, never mind your holes will heal jeffy i promise you now for the rest of the evening i will take care of the child I will take care of the prince. I want you to manage the bar, manage the hotel, and keep an eye on on the outside and make sure that we don't get any other other unexpected visitor visitors. Um, when you say that you're gonna take care of the child, Melinda is gonna make a face at you. Uh, and when you're done speaking The child trusts me. I think I should be the one to take care of the child. After all, you put me in charge of that. (laughs) Eloise is gonna... consider that for a second. And then say, I put you in charge of that, Melinda, yes. But I also put you in charge of being discreet 
And that has not happened. So that's the lesson for you today. I will keep the child safe. You go handle your responsibilities in the bar and restaurant. Make sure our guests get everything that they need. Oh, that reminds me. Do you think Foxglove is done doing, you know, her, her like internet things? I'm pretty sure those guys down there are going to be really hungry. We still have like hot dogs and stuff, right? Because <laughs> you remember the last time Mad Dog was hungry and then we didn't have hot dogs. I already had to clean blood out of the concrete. I don't want to do it again. Please, can you just tell Foxglove? I will tell Foxglove. Do not disturb her in her room. That's an order. Keep an eye on the courtyard. Thank you, Shep. That's more like it. Well, I'm gonna off to the courtyard and keep my ears open. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to post up in the courtyard, Shep? There's uh, there's the pool, so there's like an area around the pool, like a, a deck with um, like like set out lower level across from where the uh, the prince is. So I'm not near the prince's room. Okay, yeah. So you're coming out. Basically, that would put you posting up, like, right uh, kind of outside the door of the um, lobby. Yep. So you're just kind of chilling there, watching over the courtyard with your high senses attuned. Uh, The rest of you, Jeffy and Melinda, go to the bar. Um... Yes. I mean, definitely yes. Jeffy goes down and he starts like, hey, oh, now I hope you guys didn't take too much liberty. Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot they, of broken they, glass. Yes, they took a lot of liberty. There's a lot of broken glasses. They have truly made themselves at home. You can tell there's a couple of overturned tables where they've been mostly playfully scrapping with each other. Uh, the music is loud. They found the way to to the uh, controls to the sound system, yeah. so everything is cranked way up. So yeah, Jeffy just goes and he's like, "I hope you didn't." Oh, hey, yeah, well, oh, hey, Mad Dog, I was just I was just talking about the last time I had to clean your blood off this bar. Oh, great, uh, great to see Actually, you with all your fingers. To, to put a visual for this, I imagine this is like the bar scene in Gremlins, right? So it's just, like, total chaos when you walk in. There's, like, one of them on a ceiling fan just, like, swinging around. And I will just be like, who, who wants some hot fucking hot dogs? I don't know. Come on. And, and the whole crowd cheers for the hot dogs. <laughs> All right. So we've left uh, Shep guarding the courtyard. Jeffy and Melinda returning to the bar. Eloise resuming her station at the front desk and Eloise as you were sitting at the front desk watching your camera feeds making sure everything is going according to plan very suddenly next to you Deacon appears pops into existence drops his obfuscate his cloak as you know 
and he's standing right next to your desk. I was wondering when you'd appear. Um, come with me into into my conference room. We need to talk. Uh, he, will, he will follow you. Close the door. Um, and she, presumably in here, has I think what was it? There was like shitty coffee and like and like a tea kettle, and she's gonna say, "Please, please sit down. Would you like some tea?" And uh, no thanks. And he'll have a seat. Um, um, Eloise is gonna put on a a pot of a kettle of of water for herself and kind of be um setting up her cup of tea and say um I haven't been quite uh forthcoming with you deacon You don't say The child you saw um is not just a guest and I know you know this, and I owe you an explanation, and I hope that you f- can forgive me for uh, not being more honest sooner. You see, I've had somewhat of an eternal conflict with this myself, um, but I want to assure you that now I- I've been, uh, I've realized what I need to do. Deacon, in your former life, did you have children? I had two. Two girls. Do you remember them well? Sometimes. I think of my children every day. It it hasn't been too long um, since I left that world behind. and It doesn't get easier, I'm sorry to say. As a parent, despite loving them so painfully much, I'm afraid that I made mistakes as a parent. And that led to some distance as, as we all got older. And I often think about what I would do if I could go back, go back in time to when they were young and how I would do things differently. And when I saw this child, I, when this child fell in my lap, I was kind of brought back to, to that memory. And it led me to make some decisions that I can no longer stand by. You see... This child was brought to me as a wanted child from from another domain. They want what crimes could this child have committed to warrant this? See, this is where it gets uh, rather uncomfortable. It wasn't the child. Their parent, their father, got into some trouble, and the poor child is so traumatized because she. I think she saw too much. 
And she knows too much. I'm afraid so. And so... The favor that was asked of me was to protect the child so they could bring her to freedom, but I now realize that that risks our very existence. And so what I should have done from the start is to to let you know and to let the prince know of the existence of this child, even though that might mean something dark for, for Molly. And seems to consider this gravely for a long moment in silence. Eloise is going to sit down and, like, reach for his hand and say, I hope you can forgive me. I would have done the same in your position, Eloise. I think I think I investigate this a little further. Is there anything else you know? Well, she was brought to me by uh, a confidant. Um, and if I must, for the good of our domain, relinquish the information and the identity, then then I'll do it. He looks you in the eyes before he says this next part. Cousin, your secrets are safe with me. Thank you, darling. It was Rook. The Gangrel. Yes. He's he's a friend, and I, I hope that no ill comes upon him, but I, I understand that the prince must do what she must do. Um... Eloise, as sheriff of this domain, security is my prerogative. The prince need not trouble herself with this matter yet. I will investigate and determine our next course of action. You did the right thing telling me. We'll Thank do you, what we can for the kid. Just, I need more. I need to know more. Okay. If there's any way that you can address the situation without harming her. She can't even finish the, the sentence. He nods seriously. Thank you. Well, if uh, if there's nothing else, I should see how the prince's meeting is going. All right. Will Will you be taking the child, or will she be? Will she remain here, or what's what's going on? Who's Who's babysitting now? Eloise, I think it's best if the child remain here for the time being. I trust you to keep her secure. You can count on me and my staff all 
And he turns, opens the conference room door, and exits back out into the lobby, uh, heading towards the courtyard. Eloise, you are alone with your cup of tea. I imagine Eloise kind of doing her best to stand dignified, but as she goes to take a sip of tea, it's like clink 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 clink. A bit a bit rattled. Yeah, it's like her hands are shaking, but she's trying really hard to be. I don't know. Do vampires? shake nervously or is that too human of a thing i mean certainly it could be you know psychosomatic (laughs) at the very least (laughs) you're still very close to your humanity yeah she like clink 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 and goes to take a sip and spills it all over her like probably still bloody dress Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and just mutters oh shoes All right, so back in the bar, Melinda and Jeffy are tending to the uh, the Hellraisers. You've maybe contained the chaos a little bit at this point. You've, you've got the hot dogs. They're cooked real, real bad. You know, they're so drunk at this point, they can't even taste them anyway. Love it. I used all the expired condiments just to get rid of them because I knew they wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is already like puking in the corner oh hey hey there bud you, you having a hard time why don't we just you know <sighs> oh, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> well oh, hope nothing else happens tonight miss melinda these are these guys are in no shape to uh help us out again well i hope so too um do you think these hot dogs are good for them? Oh, I- I'm pretty you're sure. Watching one of them vomit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I uh, I didn't cook them enough. I- they were pretty cold. You know, I have a hard time since I can't eat them myself. And you know, Mom always cooked for me, so I I just I don't really know how. I thought Foxglove was. <laughs> Where is Foxglove? Um. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna go get her. Can you hold down the fort for a couple of seconds? <laughs> He's like refilling another pitcher and like sliding a whiskey down the bar. Like what? What? Um. Uh, as I'm walking away, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get Foxglove. Don't forget to grab Foxglove. I'm just going to walk away and to go to Foxglove's room. All right. So you head past uh, through the lobby into the courtyard. Uh, you see Shep kind of standing guard. Uh, and you pass him head over to you. Uh, you pass him without comment, perhaps. I just wave uh, and, and nod and continue walking. I know he's a a little mad that Molly's there, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you head over to uh to Foxglove's room. Knock on the door. Just quick question: hmm. Molly was supposed to be in Foxglove's room, 
right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, So, so I knock on the door. You hear uh, Foxwell's voice. Melinda, is that you? Yes. Open the door, please. The door opens. The foxglove standing there. Uh, you see Molly uh, in the kind of like living room area of the, the motel room watching TV. Everything cool out there? Well, Shep and um, Jeffy are a little hurt, but I think they will be fine. Um, how are you? Are you guys okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, she was a little scared, but we're we're okay now. Um, everything seems to have calmed down, right? I think so. Yes. Um, Eloise was going to speak with the sheath after he, you know, paid us a visit. <laughs> um, how do you think that's gonna go? I mean, is, is there gonna be? trouble for us, Melinda? I mean, Eloise kind of put us in charge of this, right? She's not going to throw us under the bus. Well, she's a little mad that I kind of told everyone. <laughs> right, right. She's kind of a little mad that I took Molly swimming yesterday. But to be honest, when is Eloise not mad, right? Yeah, she is kind of cranky. You're right. <laughs> um... But I think we do need to do something about this. We cannot just be waiting here, right? No. I mean, do you think do you think we should take Molly somewhere else? I thought about that, but I mean, if the sheriff knows, if they're after her, they're gonna if they catch her, they're gonna do something bad. And I don't, I don't trust Eloise not to turn her over. I don't either, but... Eloise is um, going to do what's best for Eloise, Melinda. We both know that. I agree, but... I think if we were to remove Molly from this place, we would be in more danger than if we leave her here. And we can talk to Eloise... And the sheriff didn't seem that angry. I don't know. I mean, he's hard to read, though, right? Can I activate Sense the Unseen just so I am aware yeah, that no one yes. is around the room? Yes, you can. <laughs> um, that's just a rouse check, right? It's it's not a rouse check. It's free. Uh, you do have to make a roll oh, to see okay. if you uh, can sense him. And it is... Uh, aspects. Here we go. Since the unseen is your wits plus your aspects. Please. Um, from where I am, would I have any chance of overhearing any of this? Uh, no. They've they've uh shut the door. Yeah, they've shut the door. Yeah, and they're far enough away. I got three. Uh, three successes. Okay, so you you take a, a quick glance around with your enhanced powers of perception and you sense no other entities within the room. I'm going to kneel 
down in front of I'm, well first i'm gonna grab uh you know how on the night table there's usually like a uh notepad a pen usually like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the motel logo or maybe it's like from mm-hmm. the etsy store um i'm gonna grab that i'm gonna kneel down in front of molly molly do you know what your address is or was i should say uh yeah would you mind writing it down here for me as i push the note to molly um uh okay uh she takes the pad uh she writes down an address it is uh an address in san francisco california if you were to google maps it it's a very nice looking town home yeah i forgot that she drove from um if if I were to use Google Maps, do I see how far from where we are there? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know off the top of my head how far uh, Phoenix, Arizona, is to San Francisco, California, but uh, yes, <laughs> seven ish hours. <laughs> okay, because and and Molly, can you? Can you write down your dad's name? I, I think we already did all of this. Yes, yes, but can you just please trust me? Uh, Foxglove comes over to you. Melinda, is, is this really the best time? Like, we just had gunshots and everything. Can maybe she just watch TV for a minute? Like, what is this, this going to accomplish? This would only take a second, Foxglove. Um, do Molly, does Molly write it down? Uh, no, she looks hesitant. Probably specifically because you guys did have this conversation before. She's She's actually looking a little... A little bit. Can you rem- Can you remind me what the name of the guy was? Did she tell me that? I thought she did. I don't. She I don't. Did. She she did tell perhaps one of you. I don't. I don't remember specifically which one, but she did. Uh, she was interrogated essentially about this before. I remember her telling me the the last name. Um. But she's kind of looking nervously a little between you and Fox. Club places a gentle hand on your shoulder. Like, not the address. Is is that enough? Like, what are you what are you going for here, Melinda? I am trying to keep Molly safe. But okay. Let her watch her TV. Look, don't pull that bullshit with me, Melinda. That's, that's, you sound like fucking Eloise right now. Be specific to keep her safe. We need, we need to share this information. We're in this together, right? 
Foxglove. If you want the information, here it is. I believe Eloise can kill Molly. And the only way that we might be able to save her if, is if we find out how her connection with us. Okay, but uh, all right, well, if, if you think that's true, then why don't we just get her out of here right now? We can, like, sneak her out one of the side exits. Shep I can hotwire a car. Shep's in the courtyard. We can go the other way. Out the bathroom window on the other side. Oh, I'm so tempted to say yes. <laughs> Come on, Melinda, you know we're right about this. I can I can walk in the daylight. We can get so far away from here, me and Molly, before Eloise you know, even knows we're gone. You know we can't go that far. They will find us. Well, we can go somewhere safe. I, I know I know lots of places I could take Molly for like a couple of days. You stay in contact with us. Let us know when everything's cool or or when we figure out what to do. You said it yourself. You think Eloise might kill her. Okay, but don't go yet. Let me try one more time with Eloise before you go. Can you at least give me that? Yeah, uh, but if, if anybody other than you comes to that door, we're out we're out the window. Jeffy kind of needs your help down in the restaurant, though. Uh, not, no, no, not a good time. Jeffy can handle it. Okay. I'm staying, I'm staying here with Molly. If everything is cool with Eloise, I'll wait for you to come back and, and tell us that. If anybody else comes to the room, we're gone. Sounds good. I'll be back. All right, so you leave, gonna, you leave the room yeah. passing Shep again. <laughs> and Shep, everything quiet in the courtyard, uh, aside from Melinda, you haven't seen anyone else. So Melinda, you pass by Shep again. <laughs> Give a little, a little nod and wave, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be like, Shep, are you still angry? I didn't mean to, like, keep a secret from you and then tell you and then, you know, chaos. Um, Shep is going to look from you to the prince's room and back and just shake his head. I'm going to go talk to Eloise right now. I know this might be a lot to ask from you right now, but maybe keep that room safe. And I point to the room where Foxglove and uh, Molly are. Chef's going to look at you like dead in the eye and very solemnly nod. I'm just going to smile and then walk away. All right. Uh, at this point... Oh, go ahead, Melinda. Just quick, I will text my, uh, Foxglove. 
Chef is uh, looking over the room, and that's it. Okay. Uh, so you head into the lobby. Uh, at this point, is Ellie's back at the desk, or is she still in the conference room having a quiet moment to herself? Um, Eloise just needed like 10 seconds. Um, she's back at the desk, um, just watching and observing everyone's comings and goings. So she knows that Melinda went to Foxglove's room. Mm -hmm. And now here Melinda is coming in from the courtyard, heading straight to you. Melinda? Please? Can we talk? Yes, yes. In into the conference room. I just go into the conference room. Don't even make a face. Straight so, to the conference room. Again, Eloise goes to the counter where the coffee and tea is and is like, can I get you some coffee or tea? I'm good, thank you. Okay. And without turning around again, as she's fixing her kettle and cup and tea bag and everything, she goes, How's Foxglove? Um, is this happening inside the conference room already? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna sit down. She's actually okay. I was just checking in on her and Molly. You know, after the gunshots, I just wanted to make sure everything was fine. And do you recall uh, my specific order? I do, yes, but Jeffy also asked me to go get Foxglove to get to the restaurant. Melinda. I think we have to have a conversation about trust. That's why I'm here, too. Now, trust is a funny thing. Uh, trust must be earned. And today, I'm not sure that your actions have led me to feel a lot of trust in you. That said... I also recognize that trust is a two-way street. So, to clear the air, I'd like to be honest with you, but I ask of you, as your coterie leader, um, that you commit to trusting me and to following my orders. I spoke with the deacon. I spoke with deacon. And I appealed to his sensibilities as as a clan member and as a parent in a former long-lost life. And he knows about the child as you forewarned me, but he also knows that we've formed a sort of bond and 
feel responsible for the safety and well-being of the child. And I want you to be assured that he has committed to doing whatever he can to protect the safety of the child. That said, we are operating in an institution, in a structure, and there's a hierarchy and there's a chain of command and there are decisions that are above your pay grade and decisions above my pay grade. It may not work out well for Molly. That's a risk. But we're doing whatever we can to prevent anything bad from happening. Now, I need you, if I can rely on you, to continue to keep an eye on the child, to keep the child safe, but also to keep the child quiet so that no more unwanted attention falls upon us. Can I trust you? Um, uh, Melinda, hearing that Molly would be safe for now, um, will nod, just, just not, not say anything for like maybe a minute. So what is the sheriff going to do with the information about Molly? I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Um, He does have to do a little bit more investigating to understand what happened, where she's from, who's after her, I suppose, what she knows. But I do believe him as he committed to doing everything in his power to make sure that the child remains unharmed. Well, you talked about trust, so I guess trust needs to begin somewhere. And Melinda's going to take out the piece of paper with the address that Molly gave her and slide it across the table. If you speak to the sheriff soon, you might want to tell him that he might want to start in this location. I got that from Molly. That's her address. As Melinda slides it across the table, um, Eloise is going to put her hand on um, Melinda's hand and say, Now, there's a stellar employee. I'm proud of you, Melinda. Thank you. Very well done. Pretty soon your name's going to be up on the Employee of the Month plaque. (laughs) Smash cut to like Jeffy in the bar. There's like a a glass smashes next to his head. (laughs) That was so smarmy. It was beautiful. (laughs) All right, Melinda taking all of this in that perhaps Molly is safe for now but things might not work out for molly that's something that we have to accept is that something that melinda will accept i think it will be yes for now um yes because 
Melinda knows that that is a possibility that Molly will not go, you know, it, something might happen to Molly, but she believes that maybe she can change that outcome. So if she, she needs time and this, that's what's going to happen. Like time would be given to her. So she's going to accept uh, what Eloise said to her, give the address and then go back to the bar to help Jeffy. You, well, she would ask Eloise if it would be okay to go back to the bar. Um, Melinda is going to play that card. So it would be like, um, well, thank you for the information you have given me. Um, would it be okay if I were to step out and go help Jeffy? Yes. Uh, very, very good thinking. Yes, go do that. And I'm just going to smile. My smile and then get up. And Eloise is gonna take that paper and probably I don't know, how does she reach um Deacon? Um probably you have a um I think you would have I don't know. You might not actually have a way of contacting the sheriff um, as a neonate. Uh, he, he come his, his his business is way above your pay grade at the moment. Um, so I think he comes around when he needs to see you. You don't really call him. I was really hoping I could email him and do a total boomer email with like emojis and like <laughs> terrible no, grammar. No, the, the sheriff from the I 1800s know. did not stay up on email. <laughs> he was not the Shreknet. No, no, Sferatu. But also, Eloise is like clumsy. <laughs> okay, then she'll just put it in a safe place. And save it for the next time Deacon comes around. Do you, do you maybe go to your safe that you realize Jeffy accidentally left <laughs> open? Yeah, I like that. She's going to take it to her. She's going to put it in an envelope and put the envelope in a manila folder and then put a label on the manila folder that says top secret and then put the manila folder <laughs> in, in the color-coded section of a binder um, and then walk that over to um, her secret safe. Which is open. <laughs> Which is open because. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! And the gang had been left unattended in the bar. They had indeed been left unattended in the bar. So, what you find? Uh, so, remind us again what what the contents of the safe originally were, and then let's go through what Jeffy took out, and then let's go through whatever's left. <laughs> so originally you had documents in there you had uh snack foods i believe i it was like value i can't remember if it was valuables i feel like there were also like business records yes there were there were a lot of uh financial records for the hotel <laughs> uh you had jewels and money jewels and money you had random snack foods random snack and foods blood wine. and, and blood, blood wine, wine. Jeffy took. Which is probably good that the the biker gang didn't find the blood wine. But again, I think all the financial documents for the hotel were there. 
All right. So what you find left in the safe when you go to store the uh, meticulously sorted uh, address <laughs> is just your financial documents. Everything Thank else, goodness. including your snack foods, have been completely cleared out uh, of the safe. But your financial records, which were apparently very boring, <laughs> okay. uh, were left behind. <laughs> okay. Um, her jewels and valuables were probably from like Mervyn's in 2005 so like mm -hmm. <laughs> but she's still upset about it and like oh sloppy work sloppy and, work and at the same time this is happening Eloise Jeffy you manning the bar the chaos you notice with dawning horror that some of the bikers are snacking on snack foods that you do not serve here but that you've seen her this evening where were they, Jeffy? In the safe. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Um, so Eloise just like puts that in like mental note. It's just like, oh, Jeffy, sloppy work, sloppy work. He'll learn, he'll learn. Um, and uh, puts the the record or the the binder in the safe. Closes the safe all the way and, like, what is it, a um, number combination? Mm -hmm. Like, spins it so it's whatever. Yeah, locked. You close it yeah, properly. I close it properly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and she comes back, and what is, how is Jeffy? Like, standing. Like, do you see me come back yeah, in? Jeffy yeah, is Jeffy, like you, running you back and forth between different sides of the bar. Like, oh yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, oh, what was that? Oh, uh, eight. How many more beers? Uh, uh, come right up, come right up. And then like he's by himself, just getting harangued by all the uh, the. Uh, you do see, uh, you do see Eloise enter the bar. Uh, you you already have realized what has happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Miss Eloise. Uh, I just, um, uh, oh, hey, oh. And Eloise sees him struggling and is like, oh, Jeffy, it's okay. I know you're busy and you're, you're preoccupied, but you must remember attention to detail is always important. That could have been bad if the blood wine was still in there. You know. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know me always, always forgetting the details. I, I'll work on it, Miss Eloise. Don't, don't you, uh, don't you, uh, hey, those ho, do you want me to get the ho-hos? Let them enjoy them. Let them enjoy them. And I know you'll learn. You're doing a good job, Jeffy. Thanks, Miss Eloise. Crash. Ah, damn it. I told you I only have one more glass. Ow. And, then he goes. and as you say that, that last glass comes like flying past your head on the other side. That, that's all. Right. Eloise is in a, is, I mean, Jeffy's got a special place in Eloise's little lumpy heart, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love the contrast between like your interactions with Jeffy versus your interactions with Melinda, where you're much more like you're much sharper with her. Yeah, she is a terrible manager, and she has favorites. 
If Jeffy's no not even really like, good at his job, but he sucks up to power. She's, he's That's my true, protege. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I feel like if Melinda would have been the one to leave that open, oh, this speech about how to climb up the ladder would have come out again. And oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. Chronicle. What are we going to do? And with that, we'll return to the courtyard where Shep stands his lone vigil, waiting for the prince's meeting to end. And eventually, it does, and the door opens. The prince and her bodyguard leave first. She makes her way down the stairs, past you, and she stops for a moment. Good evening. Uh, Llewellyn Shepard, I believe. Prince. I'm sorry. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, Her name is Colette Renoir. Prince Renoir. I trust you were the one who handled that ugly business outside earlier. One of them, yep. The tower appreciates your service. So many of your brethren have fled our safety for the wilds in these strains. It is very good to see that some lines still stand by our ID. This was home before I was this. So... Well, your service will be noted. I trust your meeting went well. Well as this bloody business can play out, I suppose. Will you need a turn-down service? Yes, I'm afraid my... Guest for the evening will not be joining further. I give a, like a half bow. Exemplary service is rewarded. Failure is punishment. Noted. Well, it was very pleasant chatting with you this evening, Mr. Shepard. I'll let you attend your duty. And I'll start heading towards the stairs that go up to the prince's room. All right. So heading up, uh, you find the door still left partially ajar, uh, kind of left open for you to easily get in. And uh, the room is still left fairly immaculately until you get to the bathroom, and particularly the body in the bathroom, uh, in the bathtub, drained of blood. You do note, however, that it's not very messy. Uh, There's not really a lot of blood everywhere. Um, It seems that uh, the prince was very controlled in this manner, so you're really left with a very neat uh, crime scene to clean up, uh, a bloodless be in a bath. 
off the shower curtain and wrap it up. Um, give the room a once over for anything else, heightened senses, checking for any details. All right, so wits and awareness plus aspects. Let's see if you can pick up on anything. Uh, that's just a two. All right, so you don't sense anything. Everything seems quiet up here. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to hold a body anywhere with the bar full of bikers, so I'm just going to leave it wrapped mm -hmm. up in the tub and shut and lock the door behind me. All right, so very good. Eloise, you're sitting at your desk as the prince and her chauffeur make their entrance through the lobby. She elegantly glides to your desk and stops before you. Um, Eloise is going to say, oh, your majesty, and then do like a shitty curtsy. A lumpy curtsy. <laughs> you get a small smile from the prince at this. She she uh, enjoys your display. I I hope you enjoyed your your stay here. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, uh, we're always happy to oblige. I found my accommodations to be satisfactory. I found the security to be also satisfactory. I had a brief conversation with Mr. Shepherd in the courtyard. Uh, he is attending to the cleanup uh, as we speak. Yes, yes, very well. Uh, thank you. As far as feedback instructions, she seems to think for a moment, kind of staring out in the space. Oh, yes, the swimming pool. Do remember to keep the swimming pool clean. Is it, is it not clean? I specifically I, I told Foxglove to leaves. clean the Darling, yes, a few leaves. Do remember, and she, she looks almost very importantly at you at this, do keep the pool clean. Of, of course, I, I, I do apologize. Deepest, deepestly. Uh, we, will, we will keep the pool much cleaner before your next stay here. Very good. Then I will uh, see you in the future. Oh, and... Darling, and she does reach into her, her clutch, her handbag, and pulls out an envelope, sealed in wax. I do trust I will be seeing your coterie at the coming Elise. She offers the envelope to you. Of course, your majesty. And does another, like, deeper, shittier curtsy. <laughs> and the prince turns on her heel and, uh, led by her bodyguard, sits through the front doors. And Eloise probably, like, crumples in on herself and, like, falls to the ground, like... In, in joy <laughs> <laughs> and Eloise I will note in the last year that you've been in the bellhops there have been Elysiums but the invitation for you and your co seems to always get lost in the mail uh, oh oh yeah we 
speak. Oh, you didn't hear about it. Oh, no one came and told you. Oh, so sorry. So this is a big deal for you to to be hand delivered an invitation by the prince. Eloise is beside herself. Um, <laughs> and she I imagine she'll like look at the invitation and just like continue staring at it, taking in every last like detail. It's probably is it like an ornate? Yes, it's very like immaculately uh calligraphied um time, date, location, the succubus club. Mm-hmm. So Eloise is like taking in every last detail and appreciating because she likes the finer things. Um, <laughs> and then she kind of mutters to herself, well, this is going right in the scrapbook. <laughs> All right. So, do we have any other business, or can the night wear on towards the dawn? All right, Melinda. I just wanted to quickly mention that right after Melinda left Eloise, <clears throat> since she said she was going to back to the restaurant, she will text Foxglove um, that everything is fine. Molly is safe. Uh, sheriff is helping us have to go to the restaurant Jeffy is a mess okay. be up there when I can and then send just so Foxglove doesn't leave with the child <laughs> alright very good so the night Jeffy has one Where's thing on? whenever he's able to get yeah, the, the you know the bikers out of the bar and lock up mm-hmm. eventually but, they do drunkenly yeah. stumble out into the the wee early morning hour uh just before dawn yeah. jeffy's like real nervous about dying he's like yeah uh yep yeah, uh you guys have a drive safe you know don't uh don't get arrested now we need your money <laughs> bye lock 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 like runs to the office and he's like um ah, miss eloise oh goodness I need a place. Do you have a room? Can I just, can I crash here tonight? I hate to ask it. I know it's a big, you know, not part of my compensation package, but could I, could I just crash here? Just, you know, just for tonight. Oh dear. Oh dear. You, you can absolutely stay here for tonight. Room 38 B is, is open for you in, in exchange. I just ask, uh, for you to complete uh as as payment for this room you can we can add to your job responsibilities as assistant manager of uh guest experience at the hotel bella muerte um and jeffy now listen closely as this is a deeply important task that I, I'm asking of you to carry out. Oh, do I do I need a piece of paper? Should I should I get one? I, I just didn't I didn't bring one. I have a piece of paper here. Yes, please do take notes because I I this must be carried out thoroughly. All right, I, I'm ready. When it, whenever you are, just you tell me what I got to do. I got it right here. 
you must keep the pool clean. Keep the pool clean and... That's all, but I, I don't want you to underestimate the importance of this task. This is a direct request from the prince. This is princely duty, Jeffy. This is a big deal for you. Well, you know, I do have some experience cleaning cleaning pools, mostly above ground. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to be real good at this one, Miss Eloise. Don't you worry. I, I I'm all over it. Uh that's exactly why I'm tasking you with this one, Jeffy. I trust you. Okay, well, I'm about to fall down um cuz you know, it's I think I can see the sun. So thanks. I'm going to go to room 42. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the key. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah, right. Clean it up when you're done. <laughs> All right. So, Jeffy, with your new instructions and finding a safe haven for the evening, you go to room 4238B and uh, crash, turning into a corpse, as do you all, making it back to your havens. Does anyone have any final business before the sun rises? Shepard. I think I might. Um I think what I'm going to do with that body, well, how, how much time is there between when the prince leaves and when the, the bikers leave? Uh, I think they leave probably about an hour after the prince leaves, and there's probably about an hour between when the bikers leave and when sunrise happens. So I don't have time to get back to my haven. Um, okay. Um. So yeah, when the bikers are gone, I'll haul the body in the uh, in the shower curtain into the into the lobby, I guess. Always <laughs> got a place for this. So you see a Shep dragging a body wrapped in a shower curtain uh, that you recognize to be the ghoul that met with the prince earlier uh, through the lobby calling out to you asking if you have a place for this um in our previous experiences have we ever had the task to dispose of corpses? i think this is new for you <laughs> um okay eloise is going to say Let's see. Is there like a pool maintenance room? Bless you. Yes, yeah. There would be a little like maintenance for the pool where the pump would be and things. Okay. Um Eloise is going to say, "Um Let's put our friend in the pool maintenance room for now, Shep." Um have you ever uh, disposed of anything like this before in your vast experience, Shep? Not human, but I might know where to find something that'll eat what's left, but not before sunrise. Right, right. Well, this... Let's look on the bright side. This is an opportunity to expand your skill set. Um, 
for the for the day we can we can keep it in the pool maintenance room and then um deal with this together in the morning or in the evening how does that sound you need a place to sleep yes yes of course um I believe room 37B has uh, two queen-size beds in it. Uh, and that that one's locked down to be fully protective. So uh, I have a, a second set of keys here. I, I find you'll, you'll find the accommodations quite uh, welcoming. Well, and I'll drag the body out to the shed, <laughs> lock it up. And then uh, Jeffy, I guess, like, 15, 20 minutes later, you'll hear the door open. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy, you hear the, another key in the door, getting ready for your day's sleep. And uh, the door opens, and Shep walks in. Oh, hey there, Mr. Shep. You, we, we bunking down together tonight? Looks like. <laughs> All right. You got, you got any good spooky stories? Uh, from out in the desert? Nope. All right, well, I got a few I can tell you. You just sit right down. I, I, I got it. Don't you worry. And then, like, five minutes later, they both die for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Melinda, you have uh, you have transportation. You have time to get uh, back to your haven. Do you go to your haven, or are you intending to stay at the hotel tonight as well? I guess I would have stayed with Jeffy at the bar until everyone left. So I would have had the same amount of time as him. <clears throat> um, but I maybe, can I go to Foxglove's room instead of like asking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and you, find, uh, you find Foxglove and Molly uh, watching TV together. So it looks like I'll be spending the night here. Um, make some room, girls. It's sleepover time. Um, Melinda, that might be, well, I know you don't know what you look like when, when, when you sleep. Um, it might be a little traumatizing for Molly, because you're just kind of, well, you're just kind of a corpse. Well, what do you and, suggest we do? Well, I'm suggesting maybe we, like, oh, I know this is going to sound kind of undignified, but maybe you could, like, if you're going to do that here, obviously you can stay here, obviously. Uh, but maybe we'll, like, you can go into the closet and we'll close the door. The, the closet? Yeah, so Molly doesn't have to, like, look at your dead body all day. I guess that's better than asking Eloise for a favor. Okay. To the closet I go. <laughs> and I just... Can I just grab one of the pillows and just throw it in the closet? Even if I don't need it, but it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for your own mental comfort. <laughs> How undignified. <laughs> yeah. All right, Shep, do you have 
Yeah, just one final detail. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, because Jeffy and Shep don't die at the same time, Jeffy's yap, oh, right. yap, 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 yapping, and then he falls into the into the day sleep, and Shep just sighs with relief <laughs> and wait for his own. All right. <laughs> And with that, we will end this episode of Valley of the Sunset.